0: Welcome to the Dog Element Podcast, your home for the how-to and the how-come of everything dog. Here, you will gain a deeper understanding of dog behavior and the emotions behind it. You may even learn a little something about yourself along the way. And now, your host of the Dog Element Podcast, Lenny Flack. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. So excited to have you here. I'm going to be talking about time today time. This is based around one of the most common questions that I get during my training sessions, usually at the beginning. Uh, and the question is, how long will it take? Doesn't matter what the, you know, the issue that I'm there for, whether it's basic cues or some behavioral issues that need to be resolved. But you know, one of the most common questions that I get is, how long will this training take? How long will it be before my dog is better behaved? And I always answer that question in the only way that I believe it can be answered, and that is, it depends. It depends on the issue that we're working on and the intensity of that particular issue. It depends on your dog and their individual personality, as well as their breed, their DNA, right? Uh, It also depends on your personality and how much time and energy you have and are willing to put into training uh, this particular, or rather retraining this particular behavior. So because of the multitude of variables and the unlikelihood of being able to predict how long the training process will take, I think it's best that we steer this train of thought you know, in a different direction. Um, besides being difficult... To you know uh, forecast how long a training might take, I believe that setting these p- prescribed time windows creates a few other negative effects as well. Uh, first, it puts stress on you to get things done by a certain date right you always have that in the back of your mind always kind of checking your progress against time uh, and then that stress will inevitably transfer over to your dog and how you communicate with them and how you actually go about the training process. And as anyone who has done any sort of studying will will attest to, it's not pleasant or not the ideal state to be in that is being stressed when you're trying to learn something. Um, yeah, you want to be challenged, which does create a little bit of stress, of course, but you don't want to be overwhelmed by it. You know um, otherwise, you may burn out or or just give up, so instead of you know focusing on any specific goal and how long it might take to to get there, instead you should focus on the process right I know it 's kind of cliche right it 's a process, but it is and and we have to appreciate that process and and not take any part of it for granted. I uh, just recently started listening to this book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. I haven't finished it yet, but uh, even, uh, I believe it was right in the first chapter, or maybe the second chapter, I don't remember, but in the beginning of the book he was talking about instead of being so focused on goals, we should instead be focused on our systems of achieving those goals if we want to change our habits. Right, and that's what training really is we uh, want to create habits for dogs to just fall back on in you know different situations whether it's aggression training you know leash aggression training or issues around food or just overexcitedness in specific situations when guests come over whatever it may be we are just trying to create new habits for our dogs and in order to do that, the best way is to focus on each step along the way rather than focusing on the end goal, right? Because it's going to take time. And and that's where I'm getting at here is that it all takes time. Nothing happens overnight, right? Those overnight successes that you hear of uh, in the media or from friends and family, they, they don't exist. There's no such thing. That's only in fiction, all those overnight successes have you know thousands hour thousands of hours of practice that they had put in into whatever skill they were honing before you knew who they were so it seems like it was an overnight success but really there's been a lot of foundational work that's been put into to reinforce and and, and build up their strengths so instead of focusing so much on the time aspect and and how long something might be resolved. Instead, focus on how to best communicate with your dog, right? Make sure your intentions are clear. Focus on reading your dog's, you know, communications as well, their body language. And if if they're uh, confused or if they're getting frustrated and maybe they've had enough and it's time to take a break, focus on... The timing of your rewards right timing is really important when it comes to training and that could be a whole other topic we talk about but focus on each step along the way focus on putting in the daily practice to slowly but surely build up whatever behavior that you are trying to you know um, reinforce in your dog's repertoire, right? And and don't focus on the daily progress. Don't focus on, on the these sometimes unnoticeable changes that happen from day to day. Instead, give yourself some time in between before you kind of reassess the situation. Ask yourself every two weeks, hey, from when I started, am, am I getting better? Are we going in the right direction? And as long as you're headed in the right direction, then keep going. Um, if we focus on the day-to-day, as I can attest to and you know, many projects in my younger days, I which I gave up on because I wasn't getting the change that I wanted fast enough. I wasn't seeing it. And I didn't have uh, the faith to believe that if I kept working, I would eventually see the progress and the growth and the development. But, you know, nowadays when I'm working on any new projects, this podcast included, I always just try to do you know, a little bit at a time, here and there, where I can. As long as I keep improving and keep trying, and 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 don't give up, right? And and know that if I let the 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 effects keep compounding over time, the there will be significant and lasting change. You can also, you know, think about any of your own accomplishments, which, which you may have achieved in your life, right? Be they academic or athletic or, you know, industrial skills that you have mastered or, or really become very proficient at. Uh, you know that it took time. It took time to get good at it. It took mistakes and learning from those mistakes and trying things differently and, and figuring it out and slowly over time getting better and better and better. And it is no different for dog training. And that's just kind of what we want to keep in the back of our minds, right? None of this is going to take a day or a week or two weeks or a month. It's going to take time if you really want it to be at the point where you want it to be. To talk about a a specific example, just to make this a little bit more concrete, let's say you're trying to teach your dog to do um, a stay for 30 seconds while you're out of the dog's sight. I know some of you might be thinking, well, Lenny, if we're not supposed to focus on goals, why have that goal there at all? It's not that we shouldn't have goals. It's just that we shouldn't be focused on getting them achieved or attained within a certain amount of time goals are good and their purpose is to guide us in the right direction. Uh, but we don't want to focus on getting there in a week or two months or what have you. Cause you know, another downside, which I didn't mention before is cause even if you make progress and then you don't get to your desired goal within that certain time window, then you're going to get upset that you're not where you want to be. And, give up on the whole program and throw away all the progress you've made up to that point uh but anyway to get back to what i was saying right say let's say you want to teach your dog to stay for 30 seconds while you're out of their sight so that process is going to take quite some time right first you're going to start just teaching them a regular stay while you're in front of your dog right they stay for one second Then you work your way up from that from one second to two seconds to four seconds to ten seconds until eventually you can get to 30 seconds with your dog holding a stay in front of you. Now, this could take anywhere from a couple of days to a couple of weeks, depending on all the different variables like dog uh, breed, dog's age, how much time is put into this sort of training, right? Uh, So let's say you get up to the point of 30 seconds of your dog staying in front of you. After that, you're going to want to start to create distance between you and your dog, because when you move away from your dog, usually they'll want to follow. So you give them a stay, then you take one step back. Good boy or good girl and praise, reward, repeat the process over and over again, slowly increasing your your distance from one step to two steps to three steps and so on until you can be out of your dog's sight for one second. Again, that whole process is going to take a long time. How long? I don't know. It depends. And then after that, once you're able to get out of their sight for a second, then you're going to have to go through the next process, which is giving them the stay cue, walking out of their sight, and slowly building up the time that you can be out of their sight while they hold that stay right, from one second to two seconds up until you can get to 30 seconds. And even at that point, once you've achieved that goal, which could have taken anywhere from a couple of weeks to a couple of months, you have to continue to practice it to maintain that skill that you have taught your dog, right? Just like any skill that we learn, if we don't use it often enough, eventually it starts to fade, right? doesn't completely go away, but it slowly starts to deteriorate. So it's important that we, that we continue to maintain that behavior by practicing here and there to make sure to kind of keep, keep our dogs on our toes, on their toes rather. You know, and if during that whole process of trying to train your dog to do this 30-second stay out of their sight, you're just thinking about how long it'll take to get to that point, you're not going to be able to get fully focused in on the training that you're doing. Right? You're not going to be able to get into you know what some people call getting into the zone or being laser-focused. So if we're always focused on, or not focused, but if we always have in the back of my mind this, this deadline that we've set for ourselves, we don't allow ourselves to get fully into this flow or into the zone. Uh, and then if we can't get into the zone, we can't help our dog get into the zone either. Uh, but if you can, if you can find that, that path to get there, and you can let your dog join you. You can really start to see the the speed of learning pick up, uh, and it's a it's a wonderful thing to experience. So th- that's you know the basics of what I wanted to just put out there today. Uh, change your time horizons. Change your view of time. Your perspective. It's it's not a a race. Don't make an opponent out of time. You know, always trying to beat it. You know, instead, make time your ally and learn how to work with it. If we take advantage of time and use it correctly, and in the most efficient way, we can really achieve a lot. So that's all I really wanted to put out there in the world with this episode. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope that uh, these episodes and the information within are helping you with your relationship with your dog and any training endeavors you may be taking on. Again, thank you so much. Feel free to check us out at The Dog Element on Instagram. You can check out the dog go to the resources page. I have some great books there for uh, for reading about humans and dogs and I'll see you on the next episode.